Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast where we dig into God's Word together and find life through Jesus Christ. My name is Ben Blakey. It's Saturday, the 7th of November, 2020. I came of age in San Antonio, Texas, a town known as the home of the San Antonio Spurs, uh, probably more famously known as the home of the Alamo, and much lesser known for being a city that is as flat as a pancake. I mean, fly into San Antonio at night and you can see all the lights of the city and you can just see how flat it is. Even though kind of on the north, the hill country begins, the town itself, um, very, uh, not a lot of variety when it comes to the topography, just a very flat town. In fact, about a mile from my house growing up was the highest point in the city of San Antonio, Comanche Lookout Point. And when you see it, it's a little hill. It's it's nothing. You, you know, it was a nice 15-minute walk from my front door, right? But you could see for a long way when you were up there because there is just no other hills. This town is flat. And so now I very much enjoy living uh, somewhere else, even though the town I live in right now is also as flat as a pancake, it is located in the Treasure Valley. So even though the town is flat, it is surrounded by mountains. And you look and you see the Sawtooth Mountains or the Owyhee Mountains, and, and anywhere you look, basically you can look up and see the mountains. And that's why today we're, we're looking what I think of as a psalm made for the Treasure Valley. And I know most of you are, are here, probably in Idaho. You're, you're here as a part of our church in the Treasure Valley. And we know, we really have a better sense than many places when we read what we read today in Psalm 121, the second of the songs of ascents. As they would sing as they would make the pilgrimage and ascend to Jerusalem. But uh, the psalm begins famously, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And you, you can think maybe of a someone making their pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Maybe they're down in the Jordan Valley. Uh, they're down by the city of Jericho. They're going to begin to go up to Jerusalem. And if you've been there to Jericho, you know, you, you look up. And you're looking at mountains. It's a, it's a long way up. But they think, I lift up my eyes to those hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. And even just lifting their eyes, seeing that the hills that have been there, the, these mountains that have been there uh, since the beginning of creation, these mountains that have not been moved, they're reminded of their help coming from God. And so if you're listening to this and, and you live here in the Treasure Valley, I want to encourage you today, lift up your eyes to the hills. Where does your help come from? Your help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Let those mountains that surround our community be a reminder, a reminder that we are surrounded by the love of God and he is our help. And it describes him, it says, he will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is the shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. 
The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. And, and you know, that many of the lyrics in this psalm have been turned into lyrics in modern songs. This idea of lifting my eyes up to the hills. And we want to be reminded, especially in such a turbulent, wild year that we've been living through here in 2020, that God is in control. We look up to the hills and we are reminded we serve a God that never sleeps. We serve a God that promises to protect his people, to keep his people. And even here, if you're a part of the, if you're in the Treasure Valley, you have a very tangible reminder every day of this psalm and of the reality of the help that our God is. And on this weekend, I want to encourage you to stop and take some time and lift up your eyes to the hills and be reminded of where your help comes from. And we know that that's something that we can do no matter what is going on, even in the worst times of life. And that's what we see as we turn now to Lamentations. Lamentations chapters 3 through 5. And here we see one of the most famous and most encouraging passages in the entire Bible. But what I want you to see is the context that it's in. It's in the context of weeping. We looked yesterday at chapters 1 and 2 and how he's pouring out his grief over what has happened to Jerusalem. And in chapter 3, he is uh, kind of pouring out his sorrow to the Lord. He says in verse 1, I am the man who has seen affliction under the rod of his wrath. He has driven and brought me into darkness without any light. Surely against me, he turns his hand again and again the whole day long. And he goes on really to describe how he feels afflicted by the Lord. I mean, verse 13, he says, he drove into my kidneys the arrows of his quiver. Ouch, right, right, that doesn't feel good. Verse 16, he made my teeth grind on gravel. Mm, that doesn't that doesn't feel good and made me cower in ashes. My soul is bereft of peace. I have forgotten what happiness is. So I say my endurance has perished. So has my hope from the Lord. Then he gets to a point in verse 21 where he says, but this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord, it is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. And so we see we see here that even in the worst possible scenario, Jeremiah comes back to the truth of who God is. His steadfast love never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Therefore, what are we going to do? We are going to wait on him. And again, in a year filled with so much certainty, it's important for us to highlight the things that we can be certain of. And we can know for sure that whatever happens today, whatever happens tomorrow, whatever happens next week, the steadfast love of the Lord will not cease. His mercies will not come 
to an end. He will not stop being faithful to his people. So again, it's been a turbulent year and let's we're, we've we're hitting the weekend. It's been a turbulent week, right? If you've been paying attention at all to the national news, it's a unsettling time in our nation. So I want to encourage you today, lift up your eyes to the hills. Remember where your help comes from. And remember that this God, his character is constant. His care is perfect. His steadfast love and his mercy never, ever cease. And we can praise God for that. We want to move on now to look at two things written by the Apostle John. One is from the Gospel of John. And that's where actually we have to ask the question, did John write this? Was this a part of the Gospel of John? And if you go back a few weeks um, in our study of the Gospel of John, the first sermon in the Light in the Darkness series, you remember we address this in very great detail. Because when you open up your Bible to the beginning of John chapter 8, actually the last verse of chapter 7, you see a note that says the earliest manuscripts do not include chapter 7, verse 53, to 8, verse 11. And so we consider that and we, we ask, what in the world does that mean? And so we walked through the whole process of how we got the Bible in our own language. You know, how did it go from the mind of God to what I'm holding in my hand? And we know and we see affirmed in the Bible that the Bible is the inspired word of God. God breathed out these words. He, he used humans as the, the author, but he spoke the exact words that he wanted to say. And we can have confidence that God's word is inerrant and infallible. Uh, and the question we want to ask though, okay, God spoke through the apostle John is what I have in my hands the same thing that he wrote, right? That's a valid question. We know that whatever God wrote, that was perfect and right, but is what I'm holding the same thing he wrote? And we talked about how we have so much evidence and we have so many manuscripts that we can have certainty in what we have in our hands. And so that this is one of two passages, more than you know, one verse or a little phrase, that there are questions about. And that should actually give us more certainty that that there are so few passages like this. And in the situations where there are, we can actually come to a conclusion that we are pretty confident in. And so if you want to know more, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that sermon. But one thing we noted in that sermon is another thing that shouldn't concern us, even though there's questions about whether this was in the gospel of John, it does seem that this presents an authentic uh, moment from the life of Christ. And another reason we don't need to worry is that it's not as if this passage is teaching anything different from the rest of the New Testament and from the rest of scripture. Here we see a story of Jesus forgiving a sinner. Hmm, that sounds exactly like Jesus. We see Jesus telling a sinful woman, neither do I condemn you. Go and from now on sin no more. That sounds a lot like Romans 8.1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And actually, it sounds pretty familiar to what we are going to see as we turn to 1 John. And we start 1 John uh, chapter 1 and read the whole chapter today. And as we come down to the end of 1 John chapter 1, we are 
warned about the danger of failing to admit our own sin. But we are also encouraged with the promise of the forgiveness that can be ours when we do confess our sin. 1 John chapter 1, starting at verse 8, says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. And that's another thing we've seen from the gospel of John, the Pharisees, and even Again, this is, it's consistent with that story in John chapter 8. The Pharisees, they are quick to accuse others and to trap others. They are slow to admit that they have any problems whatsoever. And we see here the warning, hey, if you don't want to admit that you have sin, you're actually just deceiving yourself. But actually, the first step towards freedom is admitting that you're not free. Admitting that you have a problem with sin, confessing that sin to God, and we find that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And so really that takes us all the way back to the beginning. Even when we find ourselves um, in sin, we can lift our eyes to the hills, lift our eyes to the mountains. No, our help comes from the Lord and that's where forgiveness comes from. And so we turn from our sin. And that's where I want to encourage you that... This is the gospel, that sinners, like that adulterous woman, like you, like me, sinners can be forgiven through Jesus Christ. That is the good news, that Christ died for our sins and rose again. And clearly we see throughout the New Testament a call to repent and believe, knowing that through faith in Christ, our sins can be forgiven. So let's not lose sight of the gospel this weekend. And no matter what's going on in the world, take some time today, lift your eyes up to the hills and remind yourself where your help comes from. A God who never sleeps, a God who promises to protect his people, a God whose steadfast love and mercy will never come to an end. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.